everybody welcome to the marriage adventure podcast and on this podcast we say the journey is the destination and there's a lot of great things that make this journey amazing and uh, over the past uh two weeks two episodes this is the third one we have talked about uh, ways that you can connect with your spouse because when we connect and we're on the same page as a married couple man the journey is so mm-hmm. much better and, um, and so, Bonnie, what are some things we've talked about the past couple of weeks just to kind of bring us up? Well, we started out talking about our friendship connection and connecting on a just a, a fun, maybe a surface level, but it's the having common interests and it's going out and spending time together and doing things that we both like. It's having those, ah, oh, you too. You, mm-hmm. you feel that way too. You think about that too. And the connection that we made probably at the beginning of the relationship and, and throughout marriage, we have to keep that um, fresh. We have to find ways to connect on with our interests and and talked a lot about having fun. Yeah, together. having fun together. And then when you spend enough time together and do fun things, you start connecting the second way, which is emotionally. Mm-hmm. It's that heart talk. It's the you see me, you know me, you understand me, and you know all the goods and bads. But you still love me. You choose to love me anyway because we connect on a heart level. Yeah, that friendship level kind of builds that trust. Mm-hmm. Don't you think that allows you oh, yeah. to go deep into the emotional yeah, it, it, talk? It gives the trust level that, okay, I, I see that I, I've I've enjoyed life enough with you here and we've got some some collateral or some, you know, we've made some investments in the bank with each other time-wise and um, emotional energy. So now we can kind of have those heart talks and conversation. I can trust you that I can share myself with you that way and not be you know, just dismissed, mm. not be um, made fun of or, or made light of or, oh, that's dumb, that I can put my heart out there and I can trust you with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So so today we're going to take the next step and we're going to talk about a subject that depending on where you've been and where you are, your, your past situation, circumstances, your present circumstances, this might be a topic that you're like, eh. yeah, man, I love it. Or it might be one of those that you're like, uh, I don't yeah. know. I don't know. It's kind of weird. It's kind of taboo. Well, well, and I'll say for me, it's not the most comfortable topic to talk about. And that's probably because growing up, it was not a topic that we readily talked about. It was. Can you tell us what the topic is today? You feel comfortable? We're going to talk about <laughs> connecting physically. Say it. Say the word. Sexually. Yes. Okay. Yes. But it's not <laughs> something that, that we talk about. I know my mom grew up. There were certain, there were certain words that they didn't say like, they didn't say stink. I mean, it was it was it was a gross word. You don't say gross. There are words like that you didn't that are say just gross. That, like, well, my mom did. Your mom's family. Girl. My mom's family because those my my grandmother was an incredibly ladylike, Southern and lady. so those were words that were not they were not appropriate for a lady to say. And so there were so she you never, can imagine you never saw her wear pants, did you? My grandmother, so it was just right? Dresses. It was dresses and pantyhose every day. But so wow. that was part of that that time where you didn't say things that were that were um, a little bit, I don't know, in, deemed inappropriate. And so I think Jesus might have had a hard time growing up in that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but so that was a condition of that was not appropriate. So there were obviously other 
conversations yeah. that were not appropriate and and uh, so we didn't we didn't really talk about it often now I know there was a conversation but it wasn't an ongoing conversation in our home there was mm. the here's here's what this is um, but it wasn't the ongoing free conversation now in our student ministry I constantly we would hear conversations we would hear topics on a Wednesday night of you know, here's this is for marriage only. You're not supposed to do this. You're not supposed to do this. And I think the for marriage only kind of got drowned out, and we lost the the this is a good thing. Mm. And it was portrayed as this is bad. This is bad. This is bad. You could get pregnant. You could get STDs. You could get this. Mm-hmm. You could get that. And it was it was not something that was looked at as a this is a gift. It's almost like they treated it like illegal drugs. Yeah. If we can tell you and paint a bad enough picture yeah. of it, then you won't do it. Uh huh. You know. So uh, we, Bonnie and I grew up in similar type households in the way that we were both church kids, Christian kids. We didn't go off the road, you know, morally, or we didn't break the rules a lot. Um, We were those good little Christian kids that you hear about. Um, Not perfect, but at least, you know, we tried to toe the line. And, um, And in some ways that was, you know, bad. Some ways it was really good. There's a lot of regrets I don't. I don't have because of a legalism. Yeah, I think I was going. Uh, I was about that to say I'd that there was legalism, but just enough legalism to keep us from having too many scars from our past. I mean, yeah, yeah. And so, um, but in my house, so Bonnie was. You were the the oldest of three kids. Mm-hmm. I was the youngest of four boys, and so there's we're all four years apart. So my oldest brother's twelve years older, and then eight, and then four, and then me. And um, so, so y'all said the word stank, stink, oh, oh gross. Yes, we said stank mm-hmm. and, and other things. I mean, within appropriate, you know, sure. Baptist Christian right. household. We had we said the but Christian boys, the Christian cuss words. Yeah, and um, and so, but you know, I don't. I can't speak for my older brothers. I can speak for me. Um, I'm the youngest, and I don't know. Maybe my parents just got tired. Or forgot who they had had conversations with because there were so many of us and we were so <laughs> spread out. Yeah. Um, but my, I never had the conversation about the birds and the bees with mm. my parents. How I found out my first experience with sex, um, besides just noticing girls, was uh, one of my brothers put a magazine underneath my my pillow, mm. and and that was. Your introduction. That was my introduction. Yikes. And, um, and that's know, healthy. how horrible that is. Right. And so, um, so because there wasn't this, and my parents didn't hide it. They did. I mean, I don't mean to say they didn't hide it, but they, <laughs> right. did, they didn't try to shelter it like that. They did explain that within the confines of marriage, this is a wonderful thing. Sure. And my parents are very affectionate, meaning they hold hands. They're sweet and kind to each other. Mm-hmm. So, um, so you did get a, I see a good um, physical relationship, not sexual. I didn't want right, to see that, sure. but I did want to see a good, you know, that uh, looking back. But in the Christian culture, it's just not spoken of well. Now, today, I think there are some good resources. Uh, Gary Thomas just uh, co-authored a book called Married Sex, and it just came out a, f- a few months ago this past year. And um, and that's a really good resource that mm. he dives into to sex in the marriage relationship. Another great book we came across um, that we've pulled some things from today is called Real Marriage, The Truth About Sex, Friendship, and Life Together. And that's by Mark and Grace, Grace Driscoll. And um, and that's a great, great resource. Um, a lot of times, though, when the friendship, we talked about friendship, when it's neglected, 
the affection and the sexual relationship suffer. Mm-hmm. And um, I found this this quote really interesting from the book. Yeah. Um, the, the determining factor in whether wives feel satisfied with the sex, romance, and passion in their marriage is by 70% the quality of a couple's friendship. I think we mentioned mm-hmm. that a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when we're talking about friendship, I think often... You know, men have that, okay, things aren't great in the bedroom. And we've, a lot of times we say, then work on your friendship, work Mm -hmm. on your emotional connection with your spouse, because for the wife, and I'm not going to say just for the wife, I think if a man really thinks about it, there is that satisfaction that comes from the, the emotional connection he feels with his wife. That's what makes it even better. Mm -hmm. Um, So, but for women, it's by 70%, their friendship makes them feel more satisfied with the sexual relationship. 70% yeah. is huge. I mean, it you is. just think about, if I eat 70% of a pizza, that's a lot <laughs> of that pizza, right? Sure. If my salary increased by 70%, that would change mm. my life, right? Sure. So you think of just 70% in, if, you're, if your wife is more satisfied by 70% sure. in the sexual relationship, that's yep. huge. And I think that's because usually the sexual relationship flows out of, for a, for a woman too, I mean, out of that honest communication and trust. We talked about trust last mm-hmm. week and, and having that you know, healthy conflict resolution and management and that passionate love that uh-huh. you have for each other. It's, it's all of that. And then that for a man too, that's that sense of respect. And, and then there's so much that goes into it emotionally essentially that that physical relationship flows out of that emotional connection we have, or it should. Mm-hmm. Um, so can uh, sex in a marriage, uh, can it exist without having the friendship and that emotional connection? Well, obviously, because it, it does exist. Some people are hooking up. There's Yeah, it exists for some people outside of marriage and without that connection. There is the physical, and I think, that's where the enemy has taken us down some bad roads and mm-hmm. has distorted what God has said is good and what God has said is very good, that relationship he's, he's created. And so today I think it's a good idea to dive a little bit deeper into how we can stay connected physically in our marriage relationship. Hey, so you guys have heard us tell you about the Marriage Adventure book, Discovering Mission for Your Marriage. We want to tell you guys about a really exciting resource that we've recently come out with that comes from that book. And it is the Marriage Adventure Couples Bible Study, Discovering Mission for Your Marriage. So what we did was we took the book and we developed a six-session Bible study curriculum off of the book. Now, it, it, it entails the book, the couple's study guide that you can purchase and go through together. And then also there's six videos that will walk you right through the, uh, the six sessions. Now you can, you can purchase all of this on our website, themarriageadventure.com, and you can rent the videos, download them or, or stream them and watch those. Um, and, or if you are a member of Right Now Media and your church is a member of Right Now Media, then you can stream them for free from there. But check it out, the Marriage Adventure Couple Study, Discovering Mission for Your Marriage. It'll help you and your spouse discover the unique mission that God has for your family. And we're going to help walk you through how to formulate a mission statement, core values, and then you're going to see just how that can help this uh, this relationship that you have along your marriage adventure. Check it out at themarriageadventure.com. Mm-hmm.
Well, today we're talking about connecting with our spouse physically. We've talked about friendship and emotions, and today we're talking about the physical relationship in marriage. And I'll say, you know, the, the world um, is not shy about this this topic, and nope. I think the enemy has distorted it so much so that it's it's affecting our relationships in marriage that God has designed. And so for us, I feel like it's most important to go back to what does God say about this? Because it was his idea, shock, surprise, mm-hmm. God is pleased with the sexual relationship within marriage because he created it for marriage yep. and it was his design. And I don't think we have to spend a lot of time on explaining how it's dangerous. We know how the enemy makes mm-hmm. it dangerous. We know that the enemy distorts it through pornography. We know that the enemy distorts it through commercials, through advertisement, through lust, creating those sensual um, pictures and videos. Um, but also um, Christ gives us this protection and God gives us this protection in Scripture uh, that we should keep marriage between one man and one woman forever, mm-hmm. for a lifetime. Mm-hmm. And that is not a popular belief. It's not yeah. a popular understanding, especially in today's... Or a popular practice. No, especially in today's culture. Um, but that is God's way. And you know what? He's God. I'm not. He gets to choose. I just mm-hmm. get to be obedient and abide. Um, but a lot of times when we take, many times when we take God's best and we distort it, he gives us this protective umbrella. And then when we get out from underneath that umbrella, mm-hmm. we all want God's blessing on our life, on our marriage, on our relationship. But then we step out from underneath that protection and we get wet, we get rained on and we get injured. And we say, why, why isn't God blessing my relationship, blessing my life? Mm-hmm. And then he's saying, I gave you protection. You've just gotten out from underneath it. It's like, I want the very best for our kids. I really don't want them to have to learn things the hard way. When I say, don't walk across that street or you'll get hit by a car. I'm not saying that because I don't want them to have fun on the other side of the street. I really am trying to protect them. Yeah. But too many times we just, we're like that. We're like, you know what? I know best. I'm going to walk across that street. And we end up injured mm-hmm. and in the road because of our poor choices when God really just wanted what was very best for us. Mm-hmm. So um, let's look at this passage of scripture. And we may have mentioned this before, but I love this passage of scripture because it really reflects, um, it's a reminder of what God has has called us to and that, that physical relationship. And it's in 1 Corinthians 7, 3 through 5. It says, The husband should fulfill his wife's sexual needs, and the wife should fulfill her husband's needs. The wife gives authority over her body to her husband, and the husband gives authority over his body to his wife. Do not deprive each other of sexual relations unless you both agree to refrain from sexual intimacy for a limited time so you can give yourselves more completely to prayer. Afterward, you should come together again so that Satan won't be able to tempt you because of your lack of self-control. Man, there's a lot in that passage. So much to unpack in this. So much. I mean, it's amazing. So let's let's just kind of... Let's walk, walk through, through it. it. Yeah. So I think the, the first thing that we, we see is that um, we do have sexual needs. It says that the husband should, should fulfill his wife's sexual needs and the wife should feel, fulfill her husband's needs. So our physical desire for, for sex mirrors our emotional design. Mm. Isn't that interesting that God, it says that we're fashioned, you know, mm-hmm. that, that God, um, it, it, it wasn't just like 
you know, making cookies. And he just mm-hmm. kind of threw them out, threw us all out on the cookie sheet. And he formed and fashioned each one of us. We are his poem. We are his piece of artwork. And he gave each one of us a different personality, mm-hmm. different emotional needs, a different physical desires. And it's, and God operates, our, our life operates within that. So mm-hmm. your emotional desires and needs will probably somewhat fit your personality mm-hmm. and the way you desire for your sexual needs. It's really neat how God designed us with such care. Well, and we don't there we don't really want to stereotype, but it's really interesting. We talked last week about emotions and how we tend to say that women have this this need, this emotional uh, can be more in tune with their emotions than men can. But if you think about it, women have this desire emotionally to be known and for their husband to explore their emotions, the depths of who they are, mm-hmm. and to understand them. And that's the same design we have physically in the sexual relationship, that we have this desire. I mean, women women have a hard time um, in, in intimacy without that exploration physically. There's got to be that foreplay, that, that physical um, discovery and being explored, and that's what prepares her body. Mm-hmm. And we want to be known and explored and, and for him to understand us. And, to, and, you know, we want to draw him in and then understand him and him understand us. And It's um, really interesting that God, God wired you emotionally that way to want to be known in the heart talk and the depths, mm-hmm. you know, the face-to-face communication. But he also wired you physically to, to need to be ramped up before sex, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. not that a quickie is not good, but right. for the most part, you know, to be able to work towards climax and yeah. all that takes, that takes work. It takes time to make a thing go right. Yeah. And, um, oh, song lyrics and, um, but you know, what's also interesting is talking about the five love languages, um, in the females that I've seen that have, um, physical touch as one of their top two, mm-hmm. more often than not, um, quality time, is one in the top two as well. Hmm. I've seen that many times in females that physical touch and quality time. If, if physical touch is in the top two, quality time is right there too. Hmm. Why do you why do you think that? Well, there's and a. How does that have to do with what we just said? Here? You have to have quality. T- I mean, touching and spending time together like that is it's it's quality time. But you got to have time. Take time. You got to take some time to be physically intimate in the way. That works well for a woman. And quality time is knowing. Let's hang out. Let's yeah. develop this deep, nurturing relationship. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting how those two things go hand in hand. So women desire to be known and explored. On the guy side of things, men are driven to explore and discover. I mean, I, I tell you, I look back at uh, it since we've moved here to this farm. Mm-hmm. Man, I love to get out and just work and and uh, cultivate things here and build things here. And Colby and I love to go hiking and camping. Mm-hmm. And, you know, men love to hunt and men love to do, conquer. conquer, you know. And that's the way God created us and designed us. Mm-hmm. And um, and sometimes that's not outside with men. Sometimes that's I love to conquer in the world of business or I love mm-hmm. to conquer on the golf course or on the whatever it is. Challenge. But men are by nature, driven visually. 
and enjoy the exploration process, even physically. Mm-hmm. And, um, and man has a desire to show ourselves strong on our wives' behalf. Mm-hmm. You know, we still want to, I know even in my dad in his 80s, his late 80s, it, um, it's really hard for him because he's recently gone blind. He's, you know, you're in your 80s. You just can't do things. He can't walk good. And he feels, we've talked about it, he feels emasculated. Mm. And that happens as men age, you know, even in your 50s and 60s and 70s mm-hmm. and on up. Be- and why is that so hard? Because we want to feel like a man. I don't want mm-hmm. you doing everything for me, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and so men want to, we want to show ourselves strong. Yeah. You know? and, and that's part of that sexual process is. Yeah. And yeah. God and God created us physically to physically rise to the occasion <laughs> yeah. to explore your, your body, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And to enter the depths. Yeah. You know? Well, and I think here's the thing. Women, we want so much to be explored emotionally and understood. Um, and then we sometimes are not willing to allow our husbands to explore us. Mm, physically physically but that is what we need Mm -hmm. to be able to consummate that sexually Mm -hmm. and and then if you'll take the time to explore your wife physically and emotionally and emotionally i tell men all the time if that time in the bedroom will be a hundred percent about your wife Mm. you will be more than satisfied Mm. so that time needs to be satisfying your wife but i think part of that in in the, a desire for a man, you know, we talked about the desire to explore and discover and to to be that be strong for his wife and to not be emasculated. I think we do things unknowingly outside of the bedroom that emasculate our husbands. Mm. We we nitpick, mm. we berate, we're constantly reminding, we treat them like they're our child. Mm. Instead of our spouse. Going back over things that they do in the house that you, yeah. you know, that maybe would do differently. Yeah. That, you know. And when we do that, we close them up emotionally. Mm-hmm. When I do that to you, I send you the message, okay, I don't trust you because I have to go behind you. I have to do everything. And for you to not be trusted, it shuts you down emotionally to me. Mm-hmm. And so that's going to make things more difficult. And so we we're like, well, why is, you know, in the bedroom, it's all got to be a physical for the guy. It's more emotional for the girl, the cuddles and the emotions. Well, if we wouldn't shut you down emotionally during the week, it wouldn't just be an emotional thing in yeah, the bedroom. Yeah. And, you know, some I mean, guys, a physical thing. Yeah, it's funny. And you'll see this on sitcoms or TV. And I know some guys are like this in life. You can be in the middle of an argument, stop and go have sex. Right. Mm-hmm. That's not that's not me. I'm mm-hmm. wired more. I, You know, I am a more of an artist musician, creative, um, I'm wired more emotionally. If we're not in a good place, that 70% comment that talked about women are more satisfied by 70%, I'm wired that way. Mm. You know, mm. I'm better. I don't I don't want sex when we're arguing or nope. when I'm not in a good place with you. Nope. You know. Nope. Well, and so the first thing I think we understand is that we are designed um, sexually to, you know, physically the way we are um, emotionally. But the second thing is that we were created to experience pleasure in the sexual relationship. You look at that verse and you see that, you know, that women have needs and men have needs. We think, okay, sometimes women are like, oh, it's just the, you know, the guys have the need. But it says the the husband should fulfill his wife's sexual needs, which tells me that we also have those and that God has designed us to be able to experience pleasure as well. 
that God designed that that relationship for it to be enjoyable and not just a duty that we carry out to, you know, populate the earth. Right. It's it wasn't just about being fruitful and multiplying. It was about the connection that a husband and wife have and the pleasure. So if we were designed to experience that, why don't we? Why don't we sometimes experience? And I and I'll say maybe why why don't the women why don't women experience sometimes? And I think there's several reasons for that. And one might be that we don't understand what brings ourselves what brings us pleasure physically. Mm-hmm. Maybe we don't understand that. Maybe we have not taken the time to explore that and understand and allow our husband to discover us and for us to know what makes us um, aroused. Mm-hmm. And maybe the husband's not taking the time, mm-hmm. and maybe that's on him. But we don't know what brings us pleasure. Um, and scripture maybe, says, stu- you know, study to show yourself approved. Sure. There's an old Friends episode about the uh, all the erogenous zones, mm-hmm. and um, and there are God created us with buttons, mm-hmm. and we say, listen, God created you with buttons. Learn how to push them, man, and 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 know what turns your spouse on. And I think sometimes it's odd to communicate that to talk mm-hmm. about, hey, I like this or this. But there again, if you trust each other in a deep friendship and emotional connection, then you should be able to trust each other to have those conversations. Another thing is, is as you're in the bedroom, as you're in the act, verbal cues help. Mm-hmm. Little, uh, and you don't nope. You know. Nope. Mm. Yep. yep. Or, <laughs> yes, you know, affirming yeah. verbal cues. that You yeah. can do that, and that goes a long ways. Yeah. Well, in Genesis 2.25 said that, and the, the man and his wife were both naked and not ashamed. Mm. And I think, the enemy has, this is one of the ways the enemy has crept into marriages is that there is, there's that, that feeling of, oh my gosh, I can't, that, that's, that's just too personal. That's too, I'm, I'm ashamed of, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to say that I like that or I don't like that. Or mm-hmm. there's that barrier emotionally of, man, that's just too much vulnerability. That's the most to be naked before somebody physically that, I mean, it doesn't get much more open than that and it's scary because you have to be vulnerable and it and and unashamed to say okay this is something that that does bring me pleasure this is something that doesn't and that is a very scary place to be if that trust is not there yeah that goes back to the trust um you think another reason that um females aren't women aren't experiencing the pleasure in sex is is could it be a physical issue yeah I mean, I think that there are very real physical issues, and I think there can be medical reasons for that, that Mm -hmm. you can, I mean, there's the, you know, there, I've heard of women having to go to, you know, go deal with their their doctor and find out that there is an obstruction, there's things that they're not, that their body doesn't work a certain way, and they're not, you know, that there had to be some um, medication to help things, or even surgical correction in some ways for them to be able to experience pleasure sexually um another thing might be um i mean well there's the medical thing like if you after you've had a baby mm-hmm. there's okay there's gonna be a time some healing has to take place there yeah. for that to yeah. to work again in a way that is pleasurable mm-hmm. um or maybe it's hormones and we i think we've shared this before that 
I know we did in our book that when we first got married, you know, I did the good Baptist thing and got on, you know, birth control pills a couple of months before we got married and thought that that was okay. That's, that's, it was never a question. It was never a question. I never it's even thought about did. it. And so I did. I went on, on pills and, um, and they did their job. Not only did I not get pregnant, it kept me from even doing the thing that got you pregnant. Wanted to do that. It yeah. really shut things down. Sucked out your desire of it. It sex. really did. It really did. And that's because hormones can be a, a big altering thing chemically in your desire. And um, the hormones that are released in your body that allow you to, your body to physically do what it's supposed to do, mm-hmm. um, which makes it less enjoyable. Um, and you think about that, maybe it's not birth control pills, or maybe it's a hormonal issue that your body is going through, and you need to go on hormones to help regulate that. I know maybe through the years of menopause, when your body's changing, or or for men, it might be low testosterone. Men have have some medical mm-hmm. issues as well as women. Especially that, those will hit later you know, later in life, later into the marriage, men mm-hmm. as we get older, the low the low T, low testosterone, it's a very real thing. Yeah, and they're, so I think we, you know, it's supposed to work physically. We just think it's supposed to work, but mm-hmm. it doesn't always. And there's got to be, there's got to be patience involved in that. There's got to, there might be a real physical reason that things are not working and are not pleasurable. Yeah. But there might be just other things like your season of life that mm-hmm. you're in. Mm-hmm. Um, like when you got small kids. And you're running after them all day, or if you're a nursing mom, you're nursing your your babies, and um, and then, or you know, maybe even husbands, they're working long di- hours at, at work, and um, you're exhausted at the end of the day. That's a physical reason. Last thing you want somebody else pulling on you, right? That's those are physical reasons that it might not be working. These can yeah. drain us. Man, I know. I mean, now with us, it's like. We have all intentions. The other night, you you made a little comment that was like, "Okay, okay, let's uh, yeah, when make some time. Bed, let's make some time." And then we got in bed, and <laughs> we, I look over, and you're asleep because you're exhausted, and I'm exhausted, and it's like, "Oh well." I think that's been a ribbon that's run through the past three weeks. Is what gets in the way of friendship and emotional connection and physical life. Yeah, it's draining. It's exhausting. And so, one thing we say is schedule sex. Mm-hmm. schedule it i know that does not sound romantic but it at least takes out the guesswork yeah. pick a day of the week where you know you have you know a day off or you have a morning you can sleep in or sunday after church i know a friend of mine she said growing up her parents it was always sunday after church naps yeah and um she said our we kid, did not knock the on kids, the door the kids as we got older we knew what was happening in yeah. there he said <laughs> it was awful but oh. my parents you know, kudos to them. So I think another thing is that can be a barrier from experiencing pleasure is an emotional scar. Mm. And maybe maybe you've, when you were a child or something was done to you or as a teenager or, you know, a relationship that was outside God's best and you had emotional scars and even physical scars mm. can come from that. And mm-hmm. it's, it's horrendous. Uh, maybe it's pornography or even like we said earlier, bad theology. Yes, yeah, like as a kid, just it's bad, bad, taught. bad, and it's, so it's hard when you get we, married to flip the switch. We were, we talked with a married, a young married couple not long ago, where she said it was very difficult for her when she was a teenager. She was a little more promiscuous. Got convicted her of it, and she developed this understanding of how bad it was. Couple that with her bad experience in the dating relationship. So now she's married, and all of a sudden. In a 24-hour period, she says, I do, and she's got to flip this switch mm-hmm. to this is a wonderful thing. And she says, it's really hard, yeah. really difficult. Well, I think we do carry those scars 
with us deeply, um, the emotional. And I think that's why you know, Scripture says to flee sexual immorality because every other sin a person commits is outside the body, but the sexually immoral person sins against his own body. And if someone has sinned against your body that you had no say over, or um, that's it, it's a scar you carry. And so there are emotional scars that we need to work through and maybe seek counseling for. So what is the proper understanding of sex in mm. the sex period, but sex in the, in the marriage relationship? Mm. Well, in that passage, it talks about how um, the wife gives authority over her body to her husband and the husband gives authority to his wife. And I I think that that's indication that our physical connection is a gift that we Mm -hmm. present to each other. Mm -hmm. It's something that we give to each other. Um, You think, so you think about that. How would I, how would, how would you feel if you gave me a gift for Christmas or my birthday or something special? And I thought, well, that's really nice. I threw it in the trash Mm. or I just demeaned it or I just tore it up. Mm-hmm. So God, we give our spouse our bodies as a gift, and it's a responsibility for us to handle that gift mm, carefully, lovingly, carefully, gently as a treasure. As a treasure, yeah, yeah. And so I think part of that is understanding that. So one way we treasure that, and and is understanding that sex is a gift that we give our spouse, and we don't need to use it to manipulate our spouse. It's not something we withhold. It says not to deprive each other. That verse talks about not depriving. And it's, um, you know, I've, I've heard women say, well, you know, I guess I have to give, I have to, you know, it's, it's been a while. I got to give him what he wants or, or he's not getting any tonight because he did Mm -hmm. blah, 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 X, Y, Z. And it, or they'll barter with it. Yeah. Okay. If you take the kids here, if you do this, I'll, you know. Yeah. It's not something that we, how will I have to give him? It's something that God has given us an opportunity as a gift that we get to fulfill each other in that way. And mm-hmm. we've got to be real careful because we want our spouse to be faithful to us and to protect that relationship that we have. I mean, I mean, it's like, gosh, he's wanting to do something again. You better be glad he's wanting to do that with you yeah. because it's very dangerous because you know, we're not supposed to fulfill that sexual desire outside of this relationship. Mm-hmm. God has called us that the only way for, for you to sexually have that desire met um, in a holy way is through me and vice versa. Yeah. And so and pushing that, our spouse away. That's very true. I mean, if I'm hungry and you're not cooking, I can I can run to Wendy's, right? Sure. If, if I want to go do something fun and you don't feel like it, I can call a guy for it and go do that. But not with this. This is not something I can go... Pick up at a drive-thru. No, but people do. They look that sometimes if we're not um, being, if we're not gifting Mm -hmm. ourselves to our spouse physically, they can turn to pornography. Mm -hmm. They can turn outside of the marriage um, and and have that fulfilled in other ways. And, and, you know, it's not something that we, we've got to guard that. And we've got to be careful that we're giving that to our spouse. Mm -hmm. And so... It's a gift that we we get to give each other and we don't withhold, but it's also something that we give each other, but we don't take. Mm. It's not something that we, it's something that's presented to each other. Mm-hmm. It's a gift and it's, it's never to, this is not something that should ever be abused right. or taken unwillingly. Um, 
because it's there there's scarring and even in marriages I've heard of that happening where it's something yeah. where you know he or she was not a willing participant in that act it was simply physical and men just because you're married there can be rape inside of marriage yeah so this is a this is something even in marriage you never take Mm-mm. it's always given Mm-mm. and this is a way we serve each other lovingly and sometimes serving each other might be if your spouse is struggling and in not in a good place you don't force that you serve each other by um, loving each other and helping work through that and for a season by mutual agreement say okay maybe this is not the right time for this yep um, but you come back together yep and I'll tell you there are you can get out of habit yeah I mean it's it's very similar to eating bad or not mm-hmm. working out when I don't work out guess what I don't feel like doing Working, working out. out. Mm-hmm. I feel like laying in the bed, hitting snooze, and not working out. Mm-hmm. When I'm not eating healthy and I'm eating a lot of sweets, guess what I want to do more? Mm-hmm. Eat a lot of sweets. When we're out of the habit and out of the, you know, do having sex regularly, guess what? Mm-hmm. It's hard. That Newton's law, am I right in this? This is Newton's law, right? That a body in motion stays in motion, but I'm a body sure. at rest stays at rest. <laughs> I'm just going to say, say it is, right? Daniel's law. A body at rest stays at rest. It when does. you're not having sex for, in you know, you can get into these old habits. So but the more you have, the more the frequently more you, you desire it. it. So that leads us to our homework, right? Yes. Uh, one, there are some questions in our show notes. Uh, take those, carve out some time and just talk about it. Mm-hmm. Talk about those questions. Talk about this. Bring this up. But here's the challenge. We want you to take the seven-day sex challenge. We want you to have sex every day for the next for the next seven days. And if you're not in a place physically, you can do that. Postpone, Postpone until, you can, until you can. And then yeah. seven day, a seven-day challenge um, and see how that goes for you. But the I, sexual relationship, I'm going to just tell you, it was designed as the most intimate connection physically and emotionally that can be experienced between two people and We've got to guard it and protect it mm-hmm. and practice it. <laughs> What's going to happen at the end on the eighth day after they've had sex for seven days? We'll find out. That's right. <laughs> we will find out. Um, but it, it, you're going you're gonna to want it more. You're going to feel more mm-hmm. connected. You're going to feel more on the same page. And, mm-hmm. and, and listen, if you don't do it all seven days, if you do it three days, that's more than you would have done. So take the seven-day sex challenge. Do it. I dare you. And you're only going to be better for it. So, well, listen, thanks so much for listening today. Next episode next week is going to be our last installment of how to connect uh, with your spouse and staying connected. And uh, when you see us on social media, on Facebook or Instagram, like it, share it. Please share it. Share this podcast if it can help any of your other married friends. And you guys have a great week.